Welcome back to Tech Hygiene. We help you stay sane in a crazy world. Say hi to your hosts, John Biggs and Lauren Feldman. Welcome back to Tech Hygiene. Uh, you were just in New York, weren't you, Lauren? Welcome I back. was. I was. Thank you. How was, how was New York? You, were, you had no power for a while. I had no power. There's some weird um, hurricane or whatever they call it. I don't know if it's a hurricane, but I don't know strong. what it was. It was like a, it was really windy, really windy. And then what? And, and then your tree fell down next or something, thing right? I knew something like a, that. What's that? A tree fell down on top, like on, like out by you guys. Yep. A 150 year old tree, probably 90 feet tall, fell three feet from my sister's house. Oh, uh, shoot. So you had a uh, you had a requ- you had a required uh, social media social media fast, correct? For a brief for for two days or three days. How long was it? It, w- it was like three days. Yeah, shoot. That's actually that actually sounds really nice. We're about to go up to uh, to Maine to escape. We're going to go to Deer Isle and try to uh, try to completely escape from all this garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. It was nice. I mean, it was a little scary when it was coming down. Yeah, but. Um, it's amazing how you get used to forget about electricity. Central air, <laughs> c- central air conditioning is the greatest invention of the 20th century. Just having a yeah, just have just having a having cool air pop out of your floor. I think that was a uh... yeah. It's really amazing. I'm, I'd much rather have central AC than AI or a self driving car. Or or Bitcoin, for example. Or Bitcoin, for example. <laughs> nice segue. So we're talking about the uh, what was it? MicroStrategy is investing in who was it? MicroStrategy. Micro, six- MicroStrategy two hundred and fifty million into Bitcoin. <sighs> and this is and I I, get, I offer a long side because I think Bitcoin is absolute garbage now. Like I was I was over at I was over at CoinDesk for for a year. I was really into it for multiple years, but coming out of it, like coming out, like it's like waking up out of like a bad dream or like waking up out of like a cult or something like that, because it's just such absolute garbage and it's, and it's, and it's populated by some real shysters. So I think we're in a, uh, I think there's, I think this is going to be a problem. I've never been into Bitcoin from day one. The whole thing sounded shady to me sounded like you know arms dealers and druggies and pedophiles um i never liked it from that point of view um you know i'm not the most sophisticated money guy in the world so there was definitely a you know a lot of it i didn't understand but what i did understand is that it's not really anonymous you mm-hmm. lose your money, you lose your money. There's no FDIC, there's no recourse. And the whole thing sounds shady. I mean, again, not being a, a terribly sophisticated investor by any stretch, I, uh, I went with Warren Buffett's point of view. And he's always been down on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, so, so the, the way to think about it, there's, there's two ways to think about it. Bitcoin itself is a store of value, is being able to send money overseas seamlessly is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's like the, it's the equivalent of like building a PayPal, but like completely separate from the entire 
uh, financial network. So that's fine. I'm completely fine with that. Like if I, if I were in Malta or whatever, or if I was in Syria and I needed to get my riches out, I would use Bitcoin. No, no problem. But, uh, but everything else associated with it, especially the service providers, like it's the worst of the worst of startups, like from everything from the PR people to the, to the startup founders, to the ideas, they're all just like, they're all really short sighted. And they're, it's like, it's like going into Y Combinator, but it's only Y Combinator for like kids who didn't finish high school. It's really, really, it's really, really dumb. Why do you think that people love it so much? Just get rich quick. Or they just, you know, love tech no matter what. Why do you think so many people love it so much? The the primary the primary joy that people get out of it is the idea that they're kind of like getting one over on the government. So you have the libertarian, the guys with libertarian bent, they think they're like sneaking around the government and they're not. And I mean, it's not anonymous. If, if I needed to figure out who the hell you were, uh, we could figure out some kind of phishing scam to just like get you to send a half a Bitcoin somewhere. And all of a sudden you, all of a sudden we know where you are. Uh, so there's, so there's, there's that it's not, a, it's not a real thing. It's not a real anonymous thing. So you're not actually getting one over on anybody because to get it into fiat, to get Bitcoin into fiat is the actual trick. And that requires KYC, know your customer that requires a passport that requires information. So barring you literally going down to the street corner with, I don't know, a USB key and passing it over to some dude for like, for $2 million in cash, which is almost impossible uh, you're not going to be able to move a lot of money using it. Um, and then in terms of tech, the, the, the trick is, is a lot of people had this idea that you could basically, the, the primary vision of the blockchain, for example, is that you could have digital objects that are unique that nobody else can own. And it takes a minute to figure out when you're going to, when you would want to have that, because I mean, we like, it's kind of silly because if I have a copy of a piece of software, I want to, I just want to have access to it. Right. So, so I want to pay a license fee, I'll pay a flat fee and I'll, and I, I won't own it because the person can like pull, pull my, pull my license if I screw up or something like that. Right. But in this case, like I can send you like a digital coin and you have that digital coin forever and ever until I don't know, you lose your, your passcode or you do something. And the benefit of that and I only, it took me, it took me a couple of years to figure out what the benefit is, is if we are living in an entirely digital world where everything in our digital room is ours, right? If we had headsets on right now and we were walking around and I want to give you like a, I don't know, a doll or something like that, then I wanted to make it special, then I could use, potentially use a blockchain for that. But I mean, that use case is so far in the future and it's so esoteric that it's like saying like, I don't know if we all lived in vats with our brains wired to these computers and we wanted to have a way to give each other wedding rings with sentimental value. That's really the, that's, that's, it's such a specific and such a goofy use case that it doesn't even work. So every other use case that you talk about, like scarcity or whatever, like, or I don't know, like tracking some food from, from the farm to the, to the table, that's all garbage because there's always going to be issues with the physical, the physical realm moving from the physical to the, to the actual or to the digital. So that's, that, that doesn't work. And like voting that doesn't work because it's just, it's mostly the, most of the time the blockchain is too slow and it's, and it's overkill for the necessary, for the, for the tools necessary. I can understand the benefit of having some way to send somebody $5 on the internet. 
fine. God bless you. Do it. Do it. But the fact is, is it takes like two or three hours to send that $5 and it also costs like $2 to do it. So it's really stupid. Uh, and, and I can also understand some of the blockchain aspects, but the use cases are so esoteric and so dumb that it's just a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, I like the blockchain, you know, blockchain seems cool for supply chain stuff like tracking produce is one thing i saw that seemed to make sense yeah, not you know, things really like because... that. so i i want to i want to i want to cut you off before you before you get too excited about it because it's because i'll explain why it's not any good so so I, I talked i talked to ibm for example uh, a couple months ago and they had a they had a way to to, to scan olive oil right so they so you basically take you take a little bit of olive oil and you put it on this little this little piece of plastic that goes over your iPhone cover, like it goes over your iPhone camera, and the the and this olive oil has a special has a special whatever signature optical signature that gets stored on the blockchain, right? And then that that bottle of olive oil, that specific bottle which has that specific signature, goes from supplier to supplier to supplier to supplier until it ends up in your in your store. The reason why they're using blockchain is it's cheaper than having a centralized system for blo- for olive oil management, right? So you would so you, but that's untrue because you're still using you still have to build out this system for olive oil management. You still have to have the you, have, you still have to be sure that the guy in the beginning is going to dip the right olive oil into this little into this little pouch whatever the optical reader is and you have to make sure that the that even the consumer at the end of the story cares that this olive oil is the same olive oil that came off the off the field in italy so it just doesn't make any sense it, it's yeah, it's I not mean, it's, it's, it's a problem looking for a solution or a solution looking for a problem i zoned out the minute you said i know you a, did put a drop of olive oil on your phone camera yeah i mean are you fucking kidding me exactly <laughs> yeah so so it's all so it's all that stuff and like they and they they hired a bunch of these like spokes spokes chefs like a famous chef he's like oh I really like the blockchain because I know where my corn is coming from like you don't know where the corn is coming from it's a, it's a ear of corn like again unless we had some kind of DNA robot that was looking at every single ear of corn and putting it on the blockchain uh, then it's a it's a it's a ridiculous it's a ridiculous expectation it's like it's like numbering the grains of sand on a freaking beach right. <laughs> you can tell this makes me really angry. <laughs> so the whole, so the whole thing is nonsense. The whole thing is complete nonsense. And the all the people all the people who 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 win in it, the the people who are the real winners are the guys either who bought in at like sixty cents a piece, sixty cents a bitcoin, and are now sitting are now completely going nuts. Like I think I'm, I'm this. If you want to talk about like I don't know QAnon Illuminati guys, those guys are probably like buying and selling entire families in Thailand because of how much money they have. That's yeah, the, one. The alt right guys were always into Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have their so they they have their own cash. They have their own cash resources. But they but like I said, you can't get fiat out. So one of the uh, one of the funny things I talked to a buddy of mine who um, who knows a lot of these hackers. And a lot of these guys who like get out like $40 million in Bitcoin, they steal it from like an exchange or whatever. They yeah. can't use it. So it's the equivalent of like you going into like a bank and, and, and stealing, I don't know, 40 million in deposits slips. It has no, you can't access the cash. Right. It's, com- it's completely ridiculous. So all they do is they just basically, they, uh, the ICO craze that happened a couple years ago. 
mm-hmm. that whole thing happened because those those scammers, those guys who hacked the exchanges, they used their forty million to drive up prices and essentially launder their money. So they drove up prices of these little ICOs and they sold the ICO tokens for X amount and uh, and got their money out that way. So it was a uh, so it was mostly just a money laundry uh, money laundry system. Yeah, that's how it always seemed to me. I'm glad that. I have no interest. I was never involved. Um, you know, the whole thing sounds wacky to me. No. So. Anyway, yeah, that was that was a long that was a long rant. Yeah, no, it's just so frustrating just to watch this. I mean, yeah, fine. Invest if 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 you can afford it, buy a Bitcoin and see what happens. Uh, because f- maybe I'm absolutely wrong, and I've been wrong before. Uh, but in terms of the technology itself, I think the technology is bullshit, and the people who run it are just. Uh, are essentially lying. Like I, I asked a guy, I asked a guy straight up, like, "Oh, so you guys are working on a, you guys are working on a blockchain file system?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." We're, and I was like, "How does it work? How, how all the files on the blockchain?" Like, "No, no, we just pay through the blockchain. The files are like in a database somewhere." All right, so all right, so that's enough of me ranting about freaking uh, Bitcoin. What else? What else we got? We got we got Twitter trying to buy TikTok. Yeah, that's what I read. They had initial conversations to buy TikTok so they can ruin it like Vine and <laughs> all of the other things. I don't know why they you do think- that. Well, I mean, look, it, it gets it they they get to steal they get to steal X amount of uh of customers and then they get to uh and then they get to destroy a competitor. It's a lot of fun, probably. I know, but they never they had video. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and they shut it down or ruin it. What's going to be different this time? I, I don't understand. Other than, as you said, a data slash customer play. Mm-hmm. They already have video built into Twitter. You can do a, a short video. I don't see any reason to buy it other than, like you said, a data customer play maybe. And that's yeah. it. No, it's a it's a it's a customer play. It's a big it's a big it's a big. Uh... All the kids love them. Um, like my my daughter loves that stuff. She completely loves it. It's complete guard. It's like she sits there all day and she's really proud when she gets like a follower or whatever. So it's like it's Twitter 2.0. And if they can grab it and they can kill it in its crib, then uh, then they're going to be happy. And you know, and you know the kids. The, this the Twitter uh, TikTok lasts another I don't know year, let's say max until something better comes along. And then the kids just move over. I mean, and, they, the kids, they, they, and kids already hate Twitter. No kids are using Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how that makes sense. The, the, the answer is, is a lot of these, a lot of these big guys are already out of customers. So they, they have no access to, to future customers. So they're basically in a situation where you have, where you like, like Facebook can no longer get another Facebook user. It's the only thing they can do is like add junk on top of Facebook just to make it to make it slightly stickier to make people come back. But I mean, I've I've seen anecdotally, I've seen dozens of people already dropping their Facebook, deactivating their Facebook accounts because it's just such a such a cesspool. Yeah, I'm again, I don't see why it makes sense for Twitter in any way, shape or form. I'd much rather see them have an edit button than buy TikTok. <laughs> the famous edit feature. Yeah. When, they fi- when they finally implement that, the internet might explode. 
if, if the inter, you think the internet's going to explode? If I'm they, actually if, I'm, if they give it the edit feature, yes. Yeah, I'm actually fi- I'm actually fascinated by. I keep thinking about te- about Twitter, for example. Like, if you really think about what what Twitter is, it's a massive database, and people are just constantly chatting in there, and they try to keep things as long as possible. So the database right now has to be like millions of terabytes. I, I I can't even imagine what the hell what the hell they're storing it on. Like the fact that I can go back to if I did if I didn't delete all my tweets that I could go back to day one back in whatever I don't know twenty. I've been on I've been on since two thousand seven. Right. If I didn't delete my tweets, I would be able to get on. I'd be able to see everything since two thousand seven, and it's wild to me. Yeah, I delete my tweets too. Yeah, that's really that's really the smart thing. Smart people delete tweets. Oh, I mean, there. Yeah, I have like I have like two, I have two thousand tweets here, and they're mostly retweets and stuff. But I mean, like, if you're completely stupid if you don't if you don't delete your tweets, because at some point you're probably on on Twitter like drunk and saying like, I don't know, I hate everybody, and then somebody's going to find it and and charge you of whatever abuse or something like that. So I basically completely I, I clear that thing out. Yep, that's definitely the smart move. So, well, I guess we'll see what happens. One yeah. thing you don't I mean, I don't, clear I don't out, think it matters. I don't think it matters What's, either. One yeah. thing you don't clear out is Substack. <laughs> you, you like your uh, you like your Substack? I have a Substack. I don't use it because I don't write. But I yeah. like Substack as a company. They seem to be I'm, doing. They seem to be doing the right thing. I don't have a problem with Substack. I remember them starting out. It was a, it was, it was, it was a rocky start for them. But I think they finally, I th- think they finally figured everything out. I have, I have my book email list on there. So every time I like send out a book recommendation, it goes on a Substack, which I think is, uh, which I think works. I got like about like thirty thousand people on there, so people kind of got a kick out of it. But it's like, um, but everybody's got one now, and you have to. People are trying to sell theirs and all this other stuff. I mean, and a lot actually. We were talking about this yesterday over at Gizmodo some of the editors and some of the writers were uh, actually quit Gizmodo to, to go start like a Substack, and they're making enough money to survive essentially, which is pretty wild. Yeah. That's what anything that empowers the user. And, you know, if you're as much as I hate the word, a content creator mm-hmm. and you're doing good work and you're doing regular work, you, you should, there should be some kind of mechanism to earn a few bucks if people want to chip in. What do you have? Are you using like Patreon or anything? I have all those accounts, but yeah, um, nobody wants to give me any money, and that's okay. I was too early with all this stuff. Like, if you know, subs back and Patreon was around during like the heyday of the puppets, I probably would have made a little coin, but those days are past for me, and um, you know, that's not going to happen, but I'd like it for other people. How how can how can how can we make you some money using your with your puppets and stuff? Is that does that even is that even possible anymore? I don't think so. I'd have to you get think that. Up. You think that the puppet ship has sailed? Well, I think people like puppets. I just again, I think it was too early for me, and um, it is what it is. I don't even have a design yeah. to do them anymore, really. So that's fine. <laughs> That's a uh, that's 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 the saddest thing. You're the, the the puppets were too early. They were too good for this world. They the puppets were too early and too good for this world. But like I said, I'm happy to see the other guys doing well. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's interesting. Like I've been I've been watching, I've been trying to figure out what virality means. Like when we first started out, when we were first doing blogging, you could be you could be viral just by doing like 60 blog posts a day and people are like, "Oh god, we got to go back to this website because it's the it's the crazy this guy's tight writing constantly." Uh and that's how a lot of the big sites like Gizmodo, that's an Engadget, that's how they got all their followers because it was just a constant update. Uh I don't think that's the I don't think that's the case anymore to a degree. It's almost quality is quality is job one at this point because if you're not if you're not i don't know showing off your midriff and doing special dances and and hitting the right uh high high, like hygiene products and all this other stuff that's that that all the that all the uh tiktok girls are into right now you just don't win and it's uh and it's actually kind of sad yeah i mean that's virality um but substack i guess is the answer to like quality stuff so I think there's I think there's room for both. I think that the drag will always win because that's just how it's always been. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, as long as Substack and other companies, Patreon, I guess, is good, and people find what they want to find, and whether it's garbage or whether it's quality, I guess they can find it at this point. I don't know what viral, what benefit viral means at this point. Yeah. I don't know if that's something necessarily to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? So this this is an interesting question for for you as a filmmaker. Do you think that a lot of this a lot of this social media is affecting the way we make films? Because we watched we watched two two movies. One was that American Pickle movie, which was the worst movie ever. It was just completely ridiculous. And then uh, and then we watched uh, we watched um, uh, I used to go here, which is. Uh, which is what's her name? Like Jermaine Clement and uh, Gillian, somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were Jillian. They were in. They, she goes back to college, but it's just so it's just so oddly done that it almost feels like there have been a lot of uh, there have been a lot of changes in the way that these things are shot and designed and built. Uh, these movies are done based on based on social media because it's so fast. It's so there's a lot of there you're a lot of missing pieces, but they don't make any sense why they're missing that kind of thing. Does that make any sense? Yeah, well, I think the future of filmmaking is ten poles, Marvel, um, the new Scorsese movie, Apple Plus um, just gave him two hundred million. So it'll be giant, giant movies like that, and then really small movies. And I just read the other day that, you know, everyone loves streamers in terms of the artistic community. Netflix and Amazon gave you, you know, a lot of latitude creatively in the beginning. And I just read the other day that they're as big a nightmares as the studios now. And, Hmm. you know, demanding casting decisions and this and that. So, yeah, the film business is tough. And then, you know, then you throw in the closure of all the theaters themselves. I mean, Netflix famously made all their films based on algorithms, and it's yeah. funny. Ba- back in the day, the most popular actor on Netflix, according to the algorithm, was Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. and then that 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 turned around pretty quickly, right? So, yeah, I think it's just you know, Marvel and Disney are going to be okay if you're trying to make a fifty million dollar movie. Forget it. You know, it's going to be like guys like me making ten to twenty thousand dollar movies, and then it's going to jump up into you know hundreds of millions. I think. Hmm. And that's in terms of so social like media, I think that's more for like I think Quibi and TV and things like that. It affects more streamers, right? 
Like Quibi bet big on uh, what's her name, Chrissy Teigen. Is that her name, Chrissy yeah. Teigen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Quibi bet big on her. She has you know zero talent, except she has a big Twitter following, and mm -hmm. I'm positive that that's the only reason that they signed her. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm wondering, I'm wondering what what comes out of this, what how this ends up is like. Jake Paul does his own like movies, or how does the hell does this work? Yeah. That's exactly how it works. I mean, look at Shane yeah. Dawson doing his documentaries and all of that stuff. Hmm. I think that's exactly how it plays out. I mean, so if movies, you have a just, giant... movies just get suckier and suckier. Yeah. At, yeah. Suckier and suckier on one end and on the other end, just more expensive. Hmm. Ugh. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's not going to work. No, I, I was, I was, I was hoping for, a, I was hoping for a better answer, but I think, I think I know, I think I already knew the answer. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, YouTube and Instagram Reels and TikTok, and I guess that stuff's the future of entertainment to a certain extent, especially yeah. again with you know with movie theaters on their way out. So, who knows? I mean, yeah, people are going to definitely gonna be keep making flip. things. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a crazy flip. Once you once you don't go somewhere for these things, and I guess right. I mean we already don't. We never we never did. We we have we have a movie theater around the corner from us, literally like the last the last neighborhood theater in in the area. Uh, there's one more up in parks and Park Slope, but that's it's us and and them, and that's it. I mean, we I really like going out to uh, I really like going out to like Alamo uh, and that play those places where they make it a they make it an event. I think. Anyway, all right. So that was our uh, that was our tech hygiene. I don't want to get too much into it. Let's uh, what what we'll, we'll figure out what's happening next week and uh, and fill people in. But uh, this has been tech hygiene. I'm John Biggs. I'm Lauren Feldman. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bingo, bingo. Tech hygiene is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.